Welcome to the Two Dudes Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Falsever, along The Jets won. The Jets won. That's all we need to talk about. Forget introductions. The New York Jets won a football game. I want to go cry. I might just want to go die. The Jets won. Oh, by the way, I'm Wyatt Fairman. Welcome to the Two Dudes Football Podcast. But Ryan, the Jets won. Can I rephrase this? Uh, no. No, just uh, trust me. I have, I have a better way to say this. Okay, go ahead. The Rams lost. <laughs> the Rams it, lost to the Jets. It's it's, it's not that <laughs> funny though. It's it's funnier that the Jets Ooh. won than the Rams lost. No, no, no. Let's 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 get this straight. It's not a better phrasing to say the Rams lost. No one cares about the Rams except for Rams fans. And if you are a Rams fan listening, welcome. We're glad to have you. Sorry, your team lost, but the Jets freaking won. The Jets pulled out a dub, and they controlled the entirety of the game. It was 23-20, to 20, if I'm not mistaken. Adam Gase, you can't even tank correctly. Fire this man now for winning a football game. I was – okay, Ryan. Ryan, you know that bet we had going? What? You know, you know the bet we had going? I do know the bet that we had going. All right. So I was going to buy a jersey if the Jets went 0-16. And then I looked at the jerseys and realized, hey, they're so expensive for custom jerseys. I'm talking like $400 expensive. And I was mm. like, you know what? Uh, what about a T-shirt? Let's look at T-shirts. That was a lot cheaper. So I go to a T-shirt where I customize the name and stuff. It was, going, it was going to be Owen was the name. And then 16 was the number, of course. It was going to be hilarious. I was going to hat and everything. I was going to full-on ride this Jets bandwagon, right? Except they won. I had the items in my shopping cart, and God came to me and said, Wyatt, do not buy the shirt, do not buy the hat. And so I did not buy the shirt, I did not buy the hat, and now I am living a surplus life without any weird Jets paraphernalia. Yeah, it's like those like Super Bowl tattoos of teams that don't win the Super Bowl. Like you don't you don't want to own that if it didn't actually happen. Like it's just that's just sad on you at that point. Yeah. Um, I regret to inform you that I know Chiefs fans who have done that. Yeah, no, right? If you do, don't tattoo until the team does the thing that you're tattooing. Like, please. Please. For, for everyone's sake. Okay, but yeah. We started off with by by and large the most important bit of information from this football weekend. The New York Jets got a win against a very good Los Angeles Rams team. Ryan, how do you feel about the future of this New York Jets franchise? Well, the, it's weird when you look at the Jets because I guess the question you have to ask yourself is how much do you believe in Sam Darnold? Do you think he's the franchise guy? Because with Tank for Trevor it wasn't like people were looking at it going, oh, well, it's because Sam's bad. They were looking at it because Trevor's Trevor. So, you know, people are like, oh, are the Jets going to draft Justin Fields? And I think that's the right question to ask. That's just going to depend on their evaluation. I don't think that they've given Darnold a chance to succeed yet. I don't think it's fair to throw him to the curb after, you know, putting him with Adam Gase and no weapons whatsoever. I, I think realistically they're probably going to draft Justin Fields and try to trade Darnold for a second or a third. If we're going to look and compare, like, the Josh Rosen trade that happened a couple years back now, I think. I I don't think that's the right move, though. I think they're better off using that pick or trading down that pick to get something 
to, you know, make the Jets not the Jets. Gase is gone. There's no question about that. Not shocked that he managed to pull one win out. He always manages to ruin things in the Jets. I don't know. I'm like, I'm not all that optimistic about their future right now because I just don't see what changes are going to be made here. I'm right there with you, Ryan. And you know, the interesting thing about Sam Darnold is he's really not bad. People like to say, oh, New York Jets, Sam Darnold, he's bad. But look at his play. He's not a bad quarterback. And the New York Jets, I don't feel, are giving him too fair of a chance either with what he has around them. But the best quarterbacks can make do without that stuff. I'll I'll be interested in seeing how Patrick Mahomes will do if he ever loses all his weapons, you know, whether it's by injury or trades or whatever it is. But I'm just interested in seeing how these quarterbacks would fare if they had weapons, those who don't, and the other way around, if they do have weapons, how they would fare without them. And Sam Darnold's one of the top yeah. quarterbacks at that list for me. But it's interesting you mentioned Josh Rosen because apparently he got signed by the 49ers. So that's also a little bit of news to talk about. Yeah, Mullins is getting Tommy John surgery, I believe. Yikes. Well, prayers up to Mullins. And then best of luck to Josh Rosen, Josh Rosen of course. Yeah. I guess the question will basically just be, do they give it to C.J. Beathard or do they give it to him? I think they'll probably start Beathard at least one more week. But I want, I want to see Rosen succeed. I like Rosen. I do, too. Right? He's I gone through a lot. Chance. Mm-hmm. Well, Ryan, speaking of news, we have some stuff the two dudes want to talk about. And do you want me to announce it or would you like to announce this? You know what? Why don't I announce it? Because, you know, those who have been with us since day one, which really wasn't that long ago when you think about it, know that we did not start as a football podcast. No, we started as a hockey podcast. I mean, I'm Canadian. You really shouldn't be surprised. I'm the one announcing this. But we are <laughs> glad to announce that season two is coming back starting new year's day we're gonna have a recap of the off season getting you ready for our beautiful shortened nhl season coming up that won't affect this podcast we'll be going just as strong here with football but we're gonna have hockey back i'm excited to get back into hockey i've missed hockey taking a little break from it a little refresher and now i'm ready to go and i'm pumped i think hockey fans everywhere are excited not only for our amazing podcast of course but just for hockey to be back in general, it's a 56-game schedule this season, and they have new realigned divisions because of COVID protocols, including an all-Canadian division. So if you're a Canadian listener and you're really willing to see what happens with that, we suggest tuning into the Two Dudes Hockey Podcast so we can fill you in on all the details you may miss out on. Now, as far as football is concerned, because you all listen to us for football, we have a lot of things we could talk about. Obviously, the New York Jets was – one of the most important, but we started something last week, Ryan, called Game of the Week. Do you remember that? I do. And so what we were doing was we were going to post every Thursday, I believe it was, our Game of the Week, what we thought the best game that week was going to be. And the game we thought was going to be best did not disappoint us at all. The Kansas City Chiefs visiting the New Orleans Saints – and the Chiefs improved to 13-1 and and squeak out a three-point win, 32-29 to over the Saints. Ryan, did you get a chance to look at – watch the game or look at the highlights or something and see what was going on with that game? I did watch the game, actually. I watched it with my dad. Uh, let's be honest. It was a three-point game, but it wasn't really a three-point game. No. This was the Chiefs game from top to bottom. I give the Saints points for hanging in there. I give them points for making it close but they were never going to win this game. The 
Chiefs were simply too good. The running game was too strong. And then obviously Claire went down, which is a little bit worrying. But when Le'Veon Bell is your second string running back, you're usually going to do okay. It's just, like, I get that the game was close, but it really wasn't that close. Like, there was never a point where I thought that the Saints were going to win that game. And you saw it build up when Cameron Jordan decided to, you know, punch a player in the head while they had their helmet on. Probably the least effective tactic in any sport ever. Got himself ejected. They just couldn't stop the Chiefs offense. And it didn't, you know, culminate in a 50-point game, but you could see it every time the Chiefs stepped on the field. There was no stopping them. It was just, you saw which team was better, and you saw it very clearly. Yeah, if, when you watched the entirety of the game, even when the Saints know would come back, and they had a lead at one point, if I'm not mistaken, like after halftime or something like that. But but it yes. was it was a very fun game to watch. Uh, it felt like Andy Reid's game for the majority of it. But then again, this is the Kansas City Chiefs team that cut it close the past couple weeks against teams that, well, maybe it shouldn't really have been that close. And so you head to a big possible future Super Bowl matchup between the Chiefs and the Saints. And I don't want to make any predictions until after week 17. Uh, Our review episode of week 17, that's when I want to make our Super Bowl predictions, like have them set in stone so we can both watch us be wrong. Um, But until then, the Chiefs improved to 13-1 and the Saints decreased to 10-4 while still a really powerful threat in the NFC. Now, Ryan, we have a lot of other games to cover if we so chose. Thursday night football, Justin Herbert squeaked a win over the uh, Las Vegas, not Oakland, Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders all but have lost their playoff hopes, while the Chargers never had playoff hopes to begin with. We're playing the spoiler role and played it to perfection. Did you watch that game or did you see it or something like that? I followed that game. Uh what is John Gruden? Like, it's time we ask that question because he was hired and everyone, oh my God, this is a horrible hire. And then he made some draft picks and people went, oh my God, these are horrible draft picks. And then some of those draft picks developed and they got some young pieces and people went, oh, okay, maybe he's not so horrible. But what, what is he? Like, I can't decide if he's a good coach or not. And I think I'm leaning towards no. Like this Raiders team had promise. Their defense has not been up to snuff for a good chunk of the season. You know, is Carr a franchise quarterback? I'm leaning more towards yes than I was at the start of the season, but still not really towards yes. This Raiders team is a big question mark heading into the offseason. I'm really curious to see what they do. And again, games like these don't help the status quo because it just it's not working. Something's not quite right. I'm not sure how much they have left to do here. I'm not. I'm not sure where this team goes. I'm a little. I'm a little worried about the Raiders in terms of if they want to be a contender, but and games like this just can't really happen. Will you allow a Chiefs fan to answer your question? Hello, Ryan. Will you allow a Chiefs fan to answer your question? I'm scared for the view that I'm about to receive, but sure, let's let's hear your answer. John Gruden is John Gruden, and that's the only way to put it. He is the coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. 
John Gruden is a two-time, if I think it's two-time, two-time Super Bowl-winning head coach with the Raiders of the past and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He does what John Gruden wants. He plays his style of football and doesn't care what everyone else is doing. For instance, he might have a more old-style approach, old-style approach, especially with the run game, compared to coaches like Andy Reid, who knows how to adapt to, you know, more modern type football. I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I'm saying right now the Raiders are seven and seven. And even with an older style football, John Gruden is proving that his team can compete. It's just a matter of execution. And at the last second last week, Justin Herbert got the best of this Raiders team. So, you know, is John Gruden all that everyone thought he could be? Maybe not anymore, but is he bad as a Chiefs fan? Who's he beat the Chiefs earlier? I gotta say, absolutely not. Well, Ryan, outside of the John Gruden situation, there's one more thing we forgot to mention about this Raiders team. Oh, is there? There is. You see, we talked a little bit about was Derek Carr franchise quarterback, but maybe that question shouldn't even be asked when you consider what Marcus Mariota did when he filled in for Derek Carr in that game against the Chargers. That is true. I think uh, with Derek, it's a complicated question with Mariota. Uh, the talent's been there from day one. The health has not. He has never shown us he can play a full 16 games. So I think there's such a long way to go with him. I'm not regarding him as a franchise quarterback yet. But there's potential there. He has the talent to do it. It's just, will everything else come together? Yeah, that's fair. Because Marcus Mariota, he had a great performance, all things considered. He did throw one interception, but he had two total touchdowns, 314 total yards, and 17 for 28 completions for attempts. And, you know, he had a very tough loss. Yeah, Don't expect your backup quarterback to come in and completely dominate the game. But Marcus Mariota seemed to have given this Raiders team a bit of a spark. And John Green was able to use him and his legs in different ways to help at least give him a fighting chance against this Chargers team. That's really quite underrated. Definitely one of the more competent backups in the league. Well, we got to move on. You know, it's unfortunate because we could talk about everything that happened in week 15. This is this is the week 15 review episode. Uh, but just a few more quick scores for you. That's the Thursday night game. The Bills just beat down the Broncos 48 to 19. And with that win, the Bills clinched the AFC East title for the first time since 1995, Ryan. That's 25 years ago. Before Josh Allen was born. Exactly. And, you know, if you're a Dolphins fan, you're a bit disappointed, but don't feel too bad. You, with the records the way they were, you never went into this week having a good chance to get that division title anyways. You're still in good position for a wild card. You just got to fend off the Ravens. Uh, easier said than done. Uh, the Panthers go into Green Bay and lose a close one. Now the Packers are 11-3 and three and looking like the sharpest team in the NFC. But at what cost? I don't know. I don't, I don't think the cost at this stage is too, too high. I feel like they're pushing now towards number one seed, Saints lose, which is a big one. And 
you know, there, there's been a couple close games. I don't know that this team is a dominant team by any stretch, but they're a very good team. And there's not specifically one area of weakness in this team like there are on some of the other teams. And I don't think for, you know, they're not the Saints, which is nice. They don't have that illustrious history of, what's the term? Failure. <laughs> I, I think they're definitely, I think they've proved themselves to be their best team in their conference, honestly. I, I don't know who you give me. Doesn't mean they're going to win the conference. That's oftentimes not how it works. But I, I find it hard to see a better team than them right now. I really do. And you know, it reminds me of last year. I was able to go to the AFC Championship game last year in Kansas City. Obviously, as a Chiefs fan. Um, but after the game, it was the Packers and 49ers playing their NFC Championship game. And my father and I were sitting at a restaurant, TVs all around, because everyone was excited to see who the Chiefs were going to play in the Super Bowl. And everyone there wanted the Packers to win. They wanted a rematch of the original Super Bowl, Super Bowl one. They wanted revenge for that Super Bowl. And, you know, it didn't happen, but I can't say they're too disappointed because, you know, they end up winning regardless. So mm-hmm. that being said, could we see a rematch 55 years later of the original Super Bowl, Super Bowl one? Maybe. We're just going to have to see. Uh, speaking of that 49ers team, though, they lose by eight points to the Dallas Cowboys. Ryan, you called this game. I had it for going the 49ers way. And once again, that's an example of the game picks going wrong for me. What can you say? Cowboys offense finally showed some offense. I mean, Tony Pollard in place of Zeke, because if you don't know, Zeke was ruled out like day of before the game. Played really well. He did exactly what he needed to do at times. His Rush to end the game was, oh, it was a thing of beauty. The rest of the game could have asked for a bit more, but with the offensive line not being the way it is, or with it being the way it is, kind of understandable. Receiving core has so much talent. You can't be shocked at that. Dalton had a good game. Defense did well, which is weird, considering, again, the 33 points against, but they forced turnovers. They forced turnovers, and that's all you can ask for. So, huge progress game for the Cowboys. Yes, it ruins their draft spot, but they're technically still in the playoff hunt. They're still in it. Yes and no. Because it's weird, but the Washington football team can clinch playoffs with a win. Oh? Yeah, so the Washington football team can clinch playoffs with a win. Yeah, they only have to win one of their next games or Cowboys lose one. Yeah, I mean, that's not great odds if you're Dallas right now, but, you know, we, we've seen crazier things. So I wouldn't rule out the Cowboys just yet, you know, especially, you know, with the NFC East being the division it is. And with Washington losing to the Seahawks, which shocked us both, but we'll get to that in a second. But it's just – it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out. Again, I really – think highly of this Washington football team despite their record. They're six and eight and they look like they could finish eight and eight, all things considered. Well, are we gonna get to them now? Do you think we're gonna take a deep dive into Washington? Because they've uh got a few issues. And by a few issues I mean Dwayne Haskins. Do we really yeah we need to talk about Dwayne Haskins. We're a football podcast. Who am I kidding? Go ahead, tear in him, Ryan. I know you've been waiting. So it's not enough 
But Dwayne Haskins was a former first-round pick. It's not enough that he hasn't really been great at that whole football thing. Footage came out of him in a strip club without a mask. So the team's handling that internally, but I keep like he hasn't been performing. I've heard I've heard some negative things about him as a person in the locker room. He's violating COVID protocols. What is he doing? What is this guy doing? Like, I have not seen a guy's stocks go from second best quarterback in the draft to, you know, benched by the team for Kyle Allen and Alex Smith. Now, both of those guys are out for some time, which is why he's playing. But, like, this is just such a mess of a first-round pick. He's not performing. He doesn't seem like he wants to change. It's time to cut the experiment. I, I think he's a bust. I have to agree with you. And for more information on his punishment, he was fined $40,000. And that's just for violating COVID protocol. Doesn't even include anything else we just mentioned. Well, Rivera seems quiet about it and says it's already been dealt with. But now it's making media headlines and things go to, is he really the guy you want starting and leading you into the playoffs? I would rather have Alex Smith and I'd rather him get back as soon as possible. But you know me and you know my bias. Ryan, we got to yeah, move on from this football team. Guy, so it makes sense. Yeah, we got to move on from the football team, though, because let's just, okay, let's just look at the stats because we need to talk better game picks. Week 15 was a horrible week for absolutely neither of us. We both did really, really well this week. And I think the, yeah, the official stats were you went 13 and three. Hmm? You went 13 and three, Ryan. For your game picks. Yeah. 81% correct. Well, I went 11 and 5 with a 69% win percentage. Which is a nice percentage. If it's really nice. So, all things considered, maybe I won. But, however, total for this season, I'm only seven games behind you, which I say that like it's an easy comeback when it's obviously not. You're 33 and 12, and I'm 26 and 19. Neither of us are playing horribly. I just need to pick up my game a little bit, and you just need to keep doing what you're doing. Again, I try to just feel it out, and whatever I feel, I feel. And you know what? Hasn't led me astray so far, and let's uh, let's hope that continues. Well, let's go ahead and finish scores up for Week 15. The Seahawks beat the football team 20-15. to We both thought that was going the football team's way, but to no avail. The Bears beat the Vikings, another one of our controversial games we butted heads on. And the Bears put themselves in position to make the playoffs, despite at one point losing six straight games. Very impressive. Uh, the Vikings... They're still, out, though. They're still out of the picture, so they've still got a mountain to climb. But it's a good start. It is a good start. While the Vikings are down to a 2% chance to make the playoffs going into Week 16. We made a post about that. I'm not sure if it's posted yet or not. But it will be before Thursday, if all things go correctly, where the Vikings only have a 2% chance. And the kicker, in order for the Vikings to make playoffs, they have to win out, and Kirk Cousins has to get a primetime win. Well, time to to throw in the season. Yep, the end. Sorry, Kirk. Uh, The Patriots take on the Dolphins and lose 22-12. It's the first time since 2008 the Patriots have missed the playoffs. Well, the Dolphins put themselves in wild card position. 
the Jaguars take on the Ravens, and the Ravens blow them out 40-14. to 14. The Jaguars, however, with that loss, take the number one pick right now, Ryan. What do you think about that? I feel bad for Gardner. First and foremost, that guy honestly feels like a starting quarterback to me. And they're going to draft Trevor Lawrence, or they're going to trade him that pick to the Jets, and they're going to get a bunch of assets. And, you know, Minshew's going to be left a little to the curb. But this team, this team is so bad. One quarterback's not going to fix them, but I think that they have a better chance of developing him than the Jets do. I'd rather him go to the Jaguars, but I'm still not sold that the Jaguars are going to do right by Trevor Lawrence. And let's not forget the video that was released of Trevor Lawrence watching the Jets win and then pumping his fists in happiness because now he's going to Jacksonville. Yeah, don't celebrate yet. The Buccaneers took on the Falcons, and Tom Brady had another one of his crazy impressive comeback wins down 24-7 to in the third quarter and comes back to win 31-27. The Buccaneers are 9-5 and also put themselves in playoff positions, but the Falcons sink even further to 4-10. Can we delete the Falcons as a franchise? Is that an option? No, I, and I don't think they're that bad just yet. I, I see them soaring back to relevance either next season or the season after. Motor City versus Music City. The Lions go to Nashville and lose by 21 points to the Tennessee Titans, who improved to 10-4. and four. Ryan, would you believe me if I told you the Titans are the third best team in the AFC? Not over the Chiefs. Not well, over the Chiefs. Absolutely not. And right now, the actual standings go Chiefs, then Bills, then Steelers, then Titans. But the way the Steelers are playing, you go, you can't help but think the Titans are a better team. Yeah, it's basically a question of are they second or third. It's just trying to figure out where the Bills are. And they're a bit of a hard team to nail down. But right now, I think Tennessee's third. But I think that they also have the highest potential to pull off a Super Bowl win other than the Chiefs. I think they're more of a, you know, like a high ceiling, low floor type of team. Well, let me put this idea in your head. If the Steelers and Bills each lose one more game, the Titans will actually scratch that because the Steelers beat the Titans. If the Steelers lose out and the Bills lose one more, the Titans are the two seed. If the Ravens get the last wild card spot, the Titans and Ravens will play each other again. First round of the playoffs. So that's kind of something to watch. No world Thomas, though. No, but, you know, he's just hanging out with his brother right now, so it's all cool. Uh, the Texans and Colts played each other, and the Texans drop a short one, 27-20, as the Colts tie or keep their record tied with the Titans. So, just a quick reminder, both the Titans and Colts are 10-4, and four, so nothing's set in stone about who's going to get the wild card and who's going to get the uh, division title, but we'll see. Right now, the Titans own that tiebreaker. The Eagles go to Arizona and drop a close one, a heartbreaker for Jalen Hurts, who's been playing so well, while I've actually decided in my fantasy that I am starting Jalen Hurts in the championship. Ryan. Yo. You good, bud? You kind of just, like, zoned out there. There's... Because we're across the country, we have some audio difficulties, and you kind of cut out there for the last few words, and I was like, man, I sure hope he's not talking to me. 
Well, unfortunately, I was. But, hey, that's podcast struggles. We just got to deal with them. Uh, the Eagles dropped to the Cardinals. Now, the Cardinals are still in playoff position, actually. They're 8-6. and six. The Jets beat the Rams. We've been new. The Browns beat the Giants pretty handily, a 14-point difference. And now the Giants are 5-9 and nine and virtually out of playoff contention, you would think. But it is still the NFC East, so who knows? Uh, the Steelers beat the – no, sorry. The Steelers dropped to the Bengals, Ryan. Uh, do you want to talk really? about that game? Really? Is that what you're going to do to me? Yeah. I don't got much to say. I said my piece last week. Juju's not going to dance anymore. That's cool. Win games. I don't care. Dan- like, here's the thing. If we're winning games, Juju can dance on every logo he wants to. We're not winning games. So go win games or go lose and get it over with. I'm just kind of ready for whichever one they do. Well, Ryan, any other podcast could just go straight into, all right, that was this week. Let's talk about next week. Hardy, har, har. No, not us. Ryan, we're the two dudes. We're going to celebrate the Christmas season because we're the two dudes. Ryan, this is our last episode before Christmas. It is. Merry Christmas to you, Ryan. Merry Christmas to you, Wyatt. I hope you and your family celebrate, but stay safe, uh, especially with COVID still around. Um, I really hope you have a fantastic Christmas season and that y'all get everything you ever wanted and more. Now, I have a question for you when it comes to things you want. Okay. Obviously, this isn't going to be something that comes under the tree, but what does your football Christmas wish list look like? What do you want as a Chiefs fan? And let's stay away from Super Bowl because that's the obvious one. Everyone wants one of those. Besides the Super Bowl, what would you like for Christmas? Um, it's weird because I'm a Chiefs fan, but the Titans are my secondary team. I would really like to see the Titans somehow clinch the number two spot. I just think that'd be cool. Um, that's that's cool. I feel a little little hurt by that one, but okay. Well, I'm sorry, but Steelers are doing it to themselves at this point, so I don't think you can make that wish. Um, as far as Chiefs go, I want to see them finish 15 and one. I just think that'd be so cool. You no, know, one of the best records we've ever had, if not the best record. And you no, know, I I want to see them in great position to go on and win the Super Bowl. And I think 15 and one is a great opportunity to do just that, especially seeing as they can clinch the first round by with a win this week against the Falcons. We're a pretty easy team to beat so far. So far. So Merry Christmas to me, question mark. Merry Christmas. Now, Ryan, as well as there being things we want for Christmas, we also got to consider not everyone that asks Santa Claus for something is going to get what they want. There are naughty players and nice players in the league. Who are the naughty players in the NFC and AFC that are maybe not performing the way that they should? The naughty player? I'm glad you asked who the naughty player is, because when you talk about a player who's not performing, there's only one person in the AFC who comes to my mind. Big Ben. He has not been good. Here's the thing. I know that the popular thing is to hate on Juju, but his route deployment doesn't exactly give him the chance to do big things. So I'm not going to hold that fully against him. Sure, I'd like him to do a little better, but Big Ben has, I believe it's the 31st lowest average like per attempt in terms of yards, 
he consistently is throwing 50, 60 passes. It's not working. He isn't explosive anymore. He's making bad decisions. He's not mobile. Big Ben has not been doing very well. And this is only for one week technically, but for half the season, I would say Big Ben. It's just not working. And that's sad to hear because Big Ben has such high promises. He's supposed to be comeback player of the year. I don't know how you don't give that to Alex Smith right now, even though he's injured. So we're going to see what happens with that. Um, What about your nice player, though? Frank Gore. Frank Gore (laughs) is, what, 37 years old right now? Yeah. And he is top 20 in rushing attempts. He helped the Jets win a game, which is frankly all you could ever ask for. And everyone loves Frank Gore. I think he's the easy pick. Well, I can't say you shocked me with the naughty list pick, but your nice pick list, that impresses me. But what about the NFC? Because we talked about the ASC. What about your naughty and nice nice players for the NFC? I'm going to give my naughty to Dwayne Haskins. Not just for for his on the field. But for his off the field, and also his on the field, there's a bit of both. He's getting cold for Christmas. That's all I'm saying. But for my nice, I want to I want to split it. I want to split it between the Cowboys defense for actually making the other team turn the ball over for once. It's truly a wonderful accomplishment. You can take your pick on who you want to give that to specifically, but honestly, they all showed up and they all did something right. I mean, they still give up their points to Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard, but baby steps. We're going to take baby steps here. Brian, this Cowboys defense gave up 33 points to a 49ers team rocking a third-string quarterback. Mostly second. He made it to, like, the third quarter, I believe. Is that really what you want to hinge your argument on, or should I call the dumb Cowboys fan police? You do realize we're talking about historically one of the worst defenses to ever play in the league, right? And they actually made turnovers. So, frankly, I'm not saying they were good. I'm saying that they at least made some game, like some breaking game plays that they've desperately lacked all season. It's progress. It's nowhere near the end result. But, hey, like they haven't been making turnovers, and they've been giving up more than 30 points a game. At least now they're making turnovers, too. All right. Well, my turn. I gotta say who's been naughty and who's been nice. We gotta get that we gotta get, you know, the correct opinion about that. I know it was cute listening to you talk about your cowboys and Pittsburgh buddies, but now it's time for everyone to listen you to me. That, and I'm you said that as if I was talking positively about Big Ben. Uh I just know you Steelers fans oftentimes are. The uh, my teacher's a Steelers fan. And he told me, Well, Wyatt, I hope you guys are going to enjoy staying in Pittsburgh during the playoffs. I'm like uh, sorry, dude. Look at the record. But anyways, starting off the AFC, my naughty list player. This might come as a little bit of a shock. Are you ready? Ryan, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Ryan Finley, naughty list. Really? Yeah, that's that's AFC. I think I said NFC, but I meant AFC. I'm starting AFC. Ryan Finley, he leads 
the Bengals to a win. Does great on his – hang on. Are you there? Sorry. My, my phone is glitching out right now, dude. Could you hear me okay? Yeah. You're cutting out decently. I'm, try, I'm trying to piece together what I can. <laughs> All right. Well, let's just keep on trucking. Ryan Finley, he was great-ish. He led the Bengals to a win against the Steelers. I'm not crazy impressed by that because we knew the Bengals had a chance to win regardless. He's just not Joe Burrow. Every time I look at him, I want to put Cole and Ryan Finley stalking because it's not the chosen one Joe Burrow out there leading this Bengals team to a win. It's their first win since Joe Burrow. I mean, it comes in week 15 to me. That is just sad, and I'm disappointed as a football fan. So, Ryan Finley, you may have played okay, but you get cold. I feel like this is an unfair attack on Ryan Finley. It probably is, but you know what? Who really cares anyways? Uh, On the nice list, though, you ready for this one? I'm ready for this one. It goes to two players on the same team. Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry, they become the perfect one-two punch of the NFL. Ryan Tannehill proving himself a top-five passer, while Derrick Henry a top-one rusher. So, you know, this is a very dangerous Titans team that when they're firing on all cylinders, they are firing on all cylinders, and they will definitely be seeing some presence underneath the tree. Can't argue with that one. But, Ryan, what about the NFC, you ask? Well, let's look at the NFC. Who do you want to hear first, Naughty or Nice? We've started with Naughty every time. Let's start with Naughty. Naughty, you sure? I'm sure. Naughty goes to the entire Los Angeles Rams organization. That's a pretty good choice. The entire organization, head to toe, GM to water boy. I do not care. As a team, you ruined my only hopes of seeing an 0-16 team this season, and I am mad at you for that. I wanted the Jets to go 0-16. I was rooting for them to lose hardcore. But no, you just had to get yourselves on the naughty list and lose to the Jets. What a horrible, horrible thing you've done. I hope you get cold for Christmas. There's one, there's one more person that we're forgetting about. One more person in the NFC who definitely belongs on the naughty list. Oh, really? Cameron Jordan. Really? For the act of, you know, punching a player in the face and getting kicked out in a game that ended up finishing is a three-point game. Okay, but I'm a Chiefs fan who's been through worse. I don't care that Cameron Jordan's a stupid idiot. You benefit because he's stupid, but you still know he's stupid. Okay, that's a good point. To be fair, I didn't mention him because it doesn't affect me. Okay, he punched us. I don't really care too much because we're okay, and Cameron Jordan is stupid as he's been stupid pretty much his entire career. He's a great athlete, but still. Um, As far as the nice list goes in the NFC, this one might shock you, Ryan. Let's hear it. Okay. Don't be too upset, but I'm picking Josh Rosen. I'm intrigued. Go on. Look at this 49ers organization that's about to lose Garoppolo pretty much. 
they are down to their second and third strings who are taking turns getting injured, it feels like. You need a guy. You need a hero to come in and fulfill the spoiler role. And now you have a chance to ruin the hopes and dreams of the team you're sharing a stadium with in Arizona. I think Josh Rosen, though he likely won't play, is still a very good shot for this 49ers team to actually do something. And if you're a 49ers fan, you want something full of hope in Christmas. You know, California, our thoughts and prayers are with you right now as you're dealing with the COVID virus worse than pretty much anyone at this point. This 49ers team needs something, and Josh Rosen could very well be that guy. So right now, I put a few presents underneath his tree. Maybe a little bit of something to get him going, but if he doesn't perform, we might see those presents turn into coal. Basically, receivers that, you know, aren't the Dolphins and Cardinals when he was on those teams. Minus Larry, of course. No no Larry Fitzgerald slander here. Yeah, that's fair. But, you know, it is what it is, and he's on the 49ers right now, and I wish him the best of luck. Um, that's who's been naughty, and that's who's been nice. Merry Christmas to all of our listeners. We love you guys so much, and we can't wait to grow with you throughout this Christmas season into next podcast season, hopefully. Speaking of, don't forget if you're interested to tune into season two of our hockey podcast. But, Ryan, we have something very important to attend to. Are you ready? I'm ready. Week 16 game picks. This is probably the most important game picks yet. We're we're in a tight race here. Every pick counts. All right. Well, let's just start off. There's no Thursday night game. It's been rescheduled for Friday, Christmas Day. How fun is that? Christmas Day game at 3.30 Central Time. The Vikings take on the Saints. Ryan, who you got? I know that the Saints are a bit of a flawed team, but I'm taking the Saints. Yeah, I was about to. There's no way you're picking the Vikings. I'm picking the Saints myself. Uh, I think they improved to 11 and 4. Uh, the next day, Saturday, uh, do what? I don't think games. I don't think that game's going to be quite as far off as you think it is. Yeah, but if there's a team that can get it done, it's the Saints instead of the Vikings. You know, I don't think it's going to be this blowout by any means, but I do think if there's a team that can manage the clock better, it's the Saints. And next up, we have Tampa Bay visiting the Detroit Lions. Ryan, who do you have in that one? Part of me wants to pick the Lions just to have a huge upset. You know what? I'm going to pick the Lions. Why not? I'll make this interesting. I like to be bold, and I'm going to pick the Lions. And I like to be smart, and I'm picking the Buccaneers. I can't bet against Tom Brady again after what I saw him do against the Falcons, the 17-point comeback. Obviously not his best comeback, but still a good one nonetheless. May I remind our listeners that there are three Saturday football games happening, the Buccaneers versus Lions, the 49ers versus Cardinals, who we'll get to next, and the Dolphins at Raiders. Now, the Bucks. Lions, Dolphins, and Raiders will all play on NFL Network, while the 49ers and Cardinals will play on Amazon Prime. So if you're a fancy owner, be mindful of those games and be ready. The 49ers versus Cardinals, Ryan. I'm taking Cardinals. C.J. Beathard doesn't throw me that much. I can't see Rosen playing. He doesn't know the book, the playbook well enough. And I think the Cardinals know there's too much on the line. I can see Rosen playing if the 49ers are stupid and don't know how to manage a quarterback who's brand new to the organization. But, yeah, I'm with you. Cardinals, uh, I see them improving in 9-6. and six. 
Um, Dolphins versus Raiders, our last game on Saturday. This is a Dolphins team that's traveling to Las Vegas, mind you, but without fans, it's not really too big a factor. What do you think? Dolphins. I don't, I don't know. This Raiders team seems to have run their course. They seem to be in a bit of a slide. I could see them getting on the board with a win here, but I'm taking Dolphins. I'm about to make one of the worst predictions I've ever made. I'm picking the Raiders. I just picked the Lions over the Buccaneers, and you're going to make that claim, really? Actually, yeah, you're right. But I'm picking the Raiders to fend off the Dolphins. I think they've lost a close one to the Chargers. Now they're playing the Dolphins. And here's the thing. The Dolphins are playing for playoff hopes. But I think this is a game that might take them out of contention because they're a step behind the Ravens. So we're going to have to see what happens. I'm picking the Raiders to improve to 8-7. and seven. And John Gruden, if you can make a win here, you're not in playoff contention really, but you're making a statement about your team that you can compete with anyone. And sometimes that's all you need. Well, I'm sure he wants another Super Bowl, but who really cares about that? The Colts play the Steelers in what could be game of the week, but that's not the game of the week that I'm going to have you post about later, Ryan. The Colts, 10-4, and four, Steelers, 11-3. and three. What do you think? Colts. I have to agree. I, I, yeah. Steelers, Steelers aren't getting a game pick until playoffs. They, don't, they haven't earned it. <laughs> well, if you are a Steelers fan listening, don't be too upset because, you know, there is still time for things to turn around. You're only 11-3. We'll see you in the playoffs no matter what. Um, I do have to pick the Colts, though. Bears versus Jaguars. This one's very easy for me, Bears. Bears, but man, I could totally see them blowing this game. I, I could totally see them, but I have to agree with Bears. Yeah, it's not only that I couldn't see them blowing because I think the Bears have figured some things out. I could also see the Jaguars not wanting to win this game because they're not as dumb as the Jets. I mean, again, Adam Gase knows he's getting fired. Why would he tag it for a quarterback he's not going to get? Bengals versus Texans. The Bengals traveling to Houston. I have the Texans. It's got to be Houston. Yeah, and here's the thing. Even after the Bengals win against Pittsburgh, I still think the Texans are a more complete team while the Bengals staved off Pittsburgh rather than beating them. So I'm going to go with the Texans. The Giants play the Ravens. Hello? Yeah, the Giants play the Ravens. I kind of want to pick Giants, but I'm going Ravens. Yeah, I got to stick with the Ravens. I think they move themselves into a playoff position with the Dolphins' loss. Uh, The Browns take on the Jets, and I have the Browns all day in this one. Yeah, no, I agree. Browns, no, no hope there, Jets fans. You're going to keep in contention for Trevor Lawrence here. Uh, Panthers versus football team. This one could be scary close. The Panthers played a really good game against the Packers, while the Packers didn't play their best game at the same time. But the football team coming off, both these teams coming off a loss, I really got to give it to Washington. I think if you have a chance to clinch yep. playoffs with a win, you got to do it. I agree. I'm a little worried about Dwayne Haskins if he's the guy who they give the call to, but I mean, I'm also not that sold on Bridgewater as a dynamic guy, so I think 
QBs could even out, and then it's just whose defense is better. And that's not much of a question at this stage. It's very obviously Washington's. And do we know when Alex Smith is going to be able to return? Is he going to be able to? I don't know. I'm not really sure what the timetable is for him. It's not like a guaranteed season ender. I think playoffs he could be back, but it's hard to say. We'll just have to wait and see. Broncos versus Chargers. This one is a little bit of a tricky game to call, but I got to put it Los Angeles' direction. What do you think, Ryan? I half agree with you. It is not a tricky game. It is just L.A. Broncos are not a good team. They've had a few good games, but I'm higher on Justin Herbert. They just beat a team that has been in playoff contention all season. And I'm higher on the Chargers. I have a feeling with all the injuries that have happened and, you know, the highs and lows between the rookies of this season, if the Chargers win this game, Justin Herbert has sealed rookie of the year. Uh, That's an opinion. I feel like he's already sealed it, to be honest. I just feel like maybe a little bit of an extra motivation. There's six wins in his first season with a team that could have been better, could have been worse. Uh, The Rams play the Seahawks, and this one is also a somewhat tricky game to call. I got to give it to the Rams. You're really going to tell me that they're going to drop it to the Jets and not come out angry? You know what? I feel like the Seahawks have been given a gift from God by the fact that they're somehow number one in their division. And I think the Seahawks are going to win this. Interesting. Uh, Eagles versus Cowboys. Ah, I got to go Eagles. I think, here's the thing, if Carson Wentz was playing, I would pick the Cowboys. I just think Hurts is a bit more of an unknown. Both teams are playing for pride. That's the thing, right? Even like any other, if you take the Eagles out of the Cowboys division, I might pick the Cowboys. But these two teams hate each other. And I think Hurts is going to go out there with a lot to prove, and I think he's going to lead the Eagles to a win, unfortunately. You know, I really, I just want to pick Dallas because they're so close but so far at the same time but Jalen Hurts is playing too well right now I got to give it to the Eagles and also Eagles organization figure out Carson Wentz because what he is doing is not okay just a little side note there Jalen Hurts is your guy right now Carson Wentz quit being a crybaby no I I think that's a poor take I, I don't listen I don't like Carson Wentz he has done everything for this team the coach never gave him a fair shot Drafting Hurts in general was sort of a little bit of a ah, whatever. They've missed on a bunch of picks. They haven't really improved the team. Management's bad. Coaching's bad. The moment Wentz faltered, they brought in a guy. Then Wentz faltered again, they brought in another guy. Sure, maybe he hasn't handled the competition right. But like this guy has done everything they have asked, and they have not helped him. I don't think it's fair to look at this and say this is a Carson Wentz thing. It's an, it's an everyone thing. And I think it starts with Howie Roseman and Doug Peterson. And if you've got to clear all three of them out to start anew, then clear all three of them out because something isn't working there. And you see, that's where we disagree on the issue because you say Carson Wentz has done everything for them for nothing in return. I think it's the other way around. I think he's done everything for them and still not given them what they expect. This is a D- Doug Peterson is a Super Bowl winning coach, won the playoffs with a backup quarterback in Nick Foles, 
who got benched for the guy they originally benched so he could play in Chicago. I, I think this is completely on Carson Wentz, and I respectfully disagree with you there. But regardless, it's not the point. Eagles, figure out your stuff, right? Yeah, that much we can agree on, at least. And I do think the Eagles are going to win against the Cowboys. Bills versus... Hold on, hold on. I disagree. Eagles, don't figure out your stuff. I want to laugh at you. Okay, now you may continue. Wait, so are the Eagles going to win? Yes, no, they're definitely going to win. But I hope they don't figure their stuff out. (laughs) Okay, Bills at Patriots. Patriots against Bills, you said? Yep. Gotta be Bills. Bills versus Bill, I'm taking plural. All right. (sighs) I have the Patriots. Really? I just think Bill Belichick, he's fairly new to the spoiler role, but I think he's excited about it as well. I think you're just trying to get Tennessee that second seed. Maybe. I mean, that's a possibility because I do. You've you've laid out everything. You've laid out every scenario for them. You have Steelers losing, Tennessee winning, and now you have Bills losing. I think you're just trying to get them that seed. Well, I'm, I'm just saying if the script fits because the Bills are playing a stingy Patriots team. Now, granted, the Patriots have proven themselves to not be that good of a team, but they know how to compete. They have a coach that I think can motivate them to be spoilers. They're only six and eight. Like six wins in a season is not bad. It's not good, obviously, but it's not horrible. We're not talking like one, two, three, four win teams. We're talking about a six win team that was a competitor in the playoffs for playoff contention for a good while. I got to give it to the Patriots in this one. I think this is going to be a great spoiler game and Bill Belichick is going to come out on top. I I get that. I don't know. And I'm going to say this purely to bring back some nostalgia, but I don't think that Bill Belichick, you know, I think maybe a Barry Trotz could do that, you know. Mm. Greatest coach of all time, you know. Oh, shut up about Barry Trotz, Sorry. man. He is best coach, not greatest. So dumb. So dumb. That's a hockey reference. But y'all, again, please tune in to season two of the Hockey Podcast if you're interested. Uh, we will be posting uh, our podcast episode starting New Year's Day. Start out 2021 right with some hockey content. Ryan, it's game of the week. We have left Titans at Packers. I think this will be the game of the week. I think the Titans pull out an offensive showdown, and I think they improve to eleven and four. Do you notice? Did you notice how I called that you would pick the Titans before we even got to the Titans game? Did you notice how I told you I picked the Titans before we even went to the Titans game? I know, but like I just want to reiterate because here we are back again with the Titans. And I just want to reiterate how much you're just trying to make this work. If it works, it works. And right now, it's working. I think the Titans are going to win an offensive battle between the Packers. I actually think Derrick Henry is going to be relatively quiet today. Or not today, I should say, this week. I have a, like he's, Don't get me wrong, he's Derrick Henry. He's still going to have like minimum like 80 yards. But I think this is going to be a bit of a quieter game for Derrick Henry. I think this is going to be more a Tannehill's show, and I think. He's going to take them to a win. That's where we disagree a little bit as well, because lately Derrick Henry has been on fire and quiet at the same time. Now, if you remember last week, he had one of the nastiest stiff arms I've ever seen in my lifetime. I mean, he just completely 
shoved the Lions out of his way and made highlights everywhere. But this week, I think Derrick Henry is going to look good on numbers, maybe more quiet in performance, maybe not something as dramatic as that. But by numbers, I definitely see him rushing over 100 yards again. And I think Tannehill is going to be firing again because this is prime time. This is Sunday night football, and this is what the Titans need to improve to that number two spot, as I er mentioned earlier. Ryan. Yes. (laughs) Okay, bud. So you have the Titans or Packers winning this game? Titans. Titans. Good deal. We're going to see what happens. Ryan, is there anything else you want to mention before we get into the shout outs? Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything, but I don't think there is. Oh, we forgot one game. We forgot a game? Yeah, I, I it's listed as my favorite team, so I skipped over them on accident. But uh, Falcons play Chiefs. I have Chiefs winning. Yeah, no, Chiefs, Chiefs are winning. But yeah, game of the week is definitely going to be the Titans game, in my opinion. I don't know about you, but Packers, Titans, with a lot at stake in that game. So, yeah, that's that's definitely the game to watch. Well, here we are. Is there anything else you wanted to mention? Sorry, I understand. I kind of interrupted you there, but was there anything else you wanted to mention? Um, do we want to do a quick little mention of the Pro Bowl? Oh, right. Thank you. I forgot about that. And then you reminded me of something else I have to mention. Congratulations to Patrick Mahomes, who received basically every single vote possible to be the number one quarterback in this year's Pro Bowl. He will be facing who again? I have no idea. (laughs) I don't want the list in front of me. I'm trying to pull it up right now, and I cannot find it. And I don't. I'm assuming it's Rodgers. I'd be shocked if it wasn't Aaron Rodgers. I would have to assume it's Rodgers as well. Speaking of right now, MVP race, who do you have, Rodgers or Mahomes? Here's the thing. I think, again, firstly, I have Deshaun Watson because most valuable player is Deshaun Watson. But out of those two, because they don't award the award based on the most valuable player, it's got to be Rodgers. Numbers are a little bit better than Mahomes, and he's got less to work with. That's good. Uh I understand that. I give it to Mahomes for two reasons. One, I'm biased. And two, Mahomes just does it a little bit flashier, you know? Oh, yeah. No, definitely. Um, And I don't think you go wrong with either pick. Like, if Rodgers won, I'm not going to be upset. Good for him. Um, As far as Mahomes goes, no, he's making highlight reels every single week, while Aaron Rodgers' numbers are making highlights every week. Although the one thing I, I kind of don't like is when Mahomes threw three interceptions in one game, that was just like it to a lot of people. Like, oh, well, now he has more interceptions than Rodgers. And it's like, yeah, well, half of them were in one game. So And he still and I, won that game. So that kind of did it for other people in sealing it for Mahomes because he threw three picks in one game and still won. Yeah, but you could argue that even when he played bad, the team still managed to win, which could go against him. All right, well, I'll mention the starters, and you can, and y'all can look up uh, the backups or whoever you want. Mahomes, obviously, starting for the, for the AFC. Derrick Henry, the obvious starter and running back. Tyreek Hill and Stephon Diggs are starting wide receivers. Travis Kelsey, wide receiver. 
Patrick Burchard, your starting fullback. Larry Tunsil, starting tackle. Eric Fisher, starting tackle. Quentin Nelson, starting guard. Joel Petonio, starting guard. Marquise Pouncey, starting center. So that's kind of interesting. Joey Bosa, starting defensive end. Chris Jones, starting defensive tackle. Cameron Hayward, starting defensive tackle. Bradley Chubb, starting outside linebacker. Darius Leonard, starting inside linebacker. Xavier Howard, starting cornerback. Tredavious White, starting cornerback. Minka Fitzpatrick, starting full safety. No surprise there. Your starting strong safety is Tyron Matthew. Your punter is Jake Bailey. Your kicker, Justin Tucker. Your return specialist is Andre Roberts. That's the AFC. What stood out to you there? Love to see the Steelers there. You love to see them there. Notice how there were no receivers or quarterback or running backs for the Steelers. A couple moves that I'm going to have to disagree with. James Robertson didn't make it or yeah, he didn't make it at all. That one was bad. He simply belongs there. There were a few snubs on these that really stood out, but I think he was probably the worst one, especially considering he did it on Jacksonville. Yeah, I actually agree with you there. That was uh, my top two snubs were actually Robinson and Tannehill because, well, the three quarterbacks were Mahomes, Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson, while the running backs were Derek Henry, Nick Chubb, and Josh Jacobs. So I understand why neither of them were there, but it's still like they were so close it could easily have been a snub, and it is what it is. Well, I I think Jacobs shouldn't be there, period. I think Jacobs is not better than Robinson. Sorry. That's an interesting take. I uh, think they're about even, personally. On the NFC side, of course, Aaron Rodgers, quarterback, uh, Dalvin Cook, starting running back. Devontae Adams, no surprise there, starting wide receiver. Then D-Hop with the Hill Murray catcher, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, as another starting wide receiver. TJ Hawkinson, the starting tight end. That's a bit interesting. No surprise here. Kyle Juszczyk, the starting fullback. David Bakhtari, starting tackle. Trent Williams, tackle. Brandon Scherf, guard. Uh, El- Elton Jenkins on the Packers. He's also a guard. Jason Kelsey, starting center. No surprise there. Cameron Jordan, defensive end. Brandon Graham, defensive end. Well, Eagles coming in strong here. Uh, Aaron Donald, starting defensive tackle. Fletcher Cox, starting defensive tackle. Wow. Khalil Mack, outside linebacker. Zadarius Smith, outside linebacker. Bobby Wagner, inside linebacker. Jalen Ramsey, uh, starting cornerback. Jair Alexander, starting cornerback. Uh, Quandre Diggs, starting free safety. Buda Baker, starting strong safety. Tyler Ott, uh, LS. I can't think of what that is right now. Um, sorry, I just don't know what that is. Um, Jack Fox, starting punter. Young Ho Koo, or that might be, that's Young Wei Koo, excuse me, I think. A starting kicker, no shock there. Uh, Cordero Patterson, a return specialist, and then Nick Billor, uh special teams. That shocked me. How come? Well, I was okay until you got to... T.J. Hawkinson was a little bit of a surprise, but with George Kittle injured, it's not really a surprise. Uh, once you get to the Eagles, I was really shocked. Jason Kelsey, not really. Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, it's just it just doesn't necessarily make too much sense to me for a team that's now four nine and one. 
Uh, Jalen Ramsey overrated. Bobby Wagner severely overrated this season. Uh, Zadarius Smith, an okay pick. Quandre Diggs hasn't proven himself enough to me yet. Um, Jack Fox, is he really the starting punter on the NFC side for the Lions? Okay, good for him. And then Youngway Kuhn, not a shock there. I'm not hurt by it, but I'm shocked, you know? Um, there were definitely a lot of Eagles. I think, you know, when you're talking about Pro Bowl, it's a bit of a popularity vote, to be honest with you. And I think that's a pretty well-known fact. Um, the only person I think of that I'm really like, I know for sure does not belong is Evan Ingram. He's one of the tight ends. He should not be there. He's Okay. But there's just better options than him. Like he's, you know, probably the next guy. Like if someone got injured at tight end, you had to bring someone in. Sure, bring him in. But for him to make the team was a little odd to me. No Cowboys for the first time in a long time. Little shocked Amari Cooper didn't get a nod. But when you look at the receiving talent there, it's pretty fair to understand why. I don't know. I don't, I don't find this one had as much. Like there's no James Robertson level snub to me. I'm okay with it. It's going to be a little off. That's just the way Pro Bowl works. Honestly, Pro Bowl's hurt my head. Let's move on to something that's going to hurt your head. You ready for this? I have no idea what this is going to be, but okay. Oh, yes, you do. Let's quit the NFL. Let's go on to college. We are a football podcast. We primarily focus on the National Football League, but things change, and we need to talk about four teams that have made playoffs the college football playoffs, Alabama Crimson Tide, Clemson Tigers, Notre Dame Fighting Irish, and Ohio State Buckeyes. And honestly, I'm disappointed by this. How come? Well, over the last few seasons that they've done playoffs, these four teams have combined for 20 of the 28 possible spots. That shows favoritism. And honestly, two of the teams, in my opinion, didn't even deserve to be there. I know Texas A&M deserved to be there, and they got completely snubbed from that. But, you know, it is what it is. It's college football. And, Ryan, I know that's not your forte, but do you have anything you would like to comment about that? Yeah, let me just open up. With, I don't I don't want to say I don't care about college football, but I, I don't get the craze that much. Uh, I guess I'm an ASU fan, but I'm not huge in college football. But what I know, I think I'm taking Clemson. It's a little bit of a gut feeling combined with some very basic knowledge of college football. But I'm I'm going with what I know, and what I know leads me to take Clemson. I actually agree with you 100% there, Clemson. But it's interesting because, you know, there's four teams, so there's the semifinals and the finals. So the semifinal games, let me do some research. I believe it's Alabama and Notre Dame. Um let me check to be sure. And that's going to take me a while to completely check about that. So uh, let's just talk about Alabama real quick. The only team with an undefeated record in the playoffs, Nick Saban squad, showing why they're the number one overall team in the nation. And I think they could go pretty far. I still think Clemson's going to win. Uh, go ahead and tell us ASU, Ryan. Arizona State? I, I'll be honest. I have two sort of states that I cheer for in most sports, Pittsburgh and Arizona. 
It works. I'm a Penguins fan. I'm a Steelers fan. Not a Pirates fan. Arizona. I'm a Diamondbacks fan. I'm a Coyotes fan. Those are all secondary teams. And I'm an ASU fan. Largely because my brother, for some reason, also just loves Arizona teams. And he just happens to love ASU. And we happened to kill the other Arizona team, 70 to like seven. So that was pretty nice. But again, it's like I cheer for them, but I don't really cheer for them. College football is just not my thing. It's very complicated. I, I'm not worried about understanding it. It's well, just, go Arizona. Well, you're showing a little bit of your Canadian streak there because in America, we love college football for the most part. And I got those seedings for you. So the actual rankings are Alabama 1, Clemson 2, Ohio State 3. And they Ohio State did it with like winning, I think, six games, which is kind of impressive that they just let them in like that. And then Notre Dame 4 after getting blown out by Clemson in the ACC title game. Um, a lot of things you could complain about here. Uh, Clemson obviously deserves a spot there after blowing Notre Dame out. Notre Dame gets blown out by Clemson, and they're still in just because they somehow beat Clemson earlier in the season. Without Trevor Lawrence, it was an overtime game. And, yeah, I don't think Notre Dame deserves to be there. Um, as far as Ohio State, I don't think they won enough games, but they're still – okay, I'll take back what I said. They're not – Alabama's not the only undefeated team in the playoffs. Ohio State is technically undefeated, but they didn't play – near as many games as Alabama, and it's just kind of frustrating if you're a college football fan. I think it should have been Texas A&M in there, and I might keep Ohio State in there just for the drama of it all, but I think Texas A&M definitely got snubbed. Uh, Cincinnati also, you could make an argument for that they got snubbed as well, but they played in such a bad conference that who really knows? But the semifinal games are Alabama versus Notre Dame, I see that going Alabama's direction. And Clemson versus Ohio State, which I see going Clemson's direction. So, Ryan, would you agree with me in saying that we'll see yet again another Alabama versus Clemson national championship? From what I know, which isn't much, I'm struggling to see how it's going to turn any other way. I really am. Now, this is a super, super, super important game as far as the Jets and Jaguars are concerned because – well, let me see. We're going to see Justin Fields versus Trevor Lawrence in that game. So from a drama standpoint, I'm really excited to see what happens because these are the potential first two overall picks in the draft. Um, we're just going to see. I think Trevor Lawrence wins that battle, and that's college football in a nutshell for a Canadian who doesn't know anything about college football. <laughs> not really at all. I know a lot, but not college football. Well, Ryan, is there anything else football-related you want to get into before we go to our shout-outs? There's not. I just want to say one little tiny thing. And I could have saved this for the end, but I'm too excited. I want to say it now. I am so excited to figure out what the reward is going to be for the Jets winning that game. I'm excited to see how our bet ends. And we, we have some ideas. We don't want to share them until we're completely finished with them. We talked about one that, you know, Wyatt foolishly almost did. We're going to have some interesting stuff here for you. I'm really excited to see what we come up with. 
so basically my ideas on that were more along the lines of just roasting teams. Now that the Jets have a win, we just like spend time roasting the teams for a good solid 20 minutes or so. Probably more than that, just make an episode of it. But anyways, um, I think we should just hop into the shout outs unless there's anything else you want to mention. Sounds good to me. Uh, do you want to go first? I, I think I imagine who your shout out's going to be, but go ahead. I don't think you know who my shout-out's going to be, because my shout-out goes to the Rams. I want to give a shout-out to the Rams for allowing me glorious laughter. The type of laughter that one can only dream of until it happens. I can also give that to the Chargers special teams about every single week, but specifically the Rams for just letting me laugh at them. Thank you for your sacrifice, and thank you for helping me win this bet. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't pick that team. But then again, I was in the losing losing side of the bet, so we'll see. Um, my free shout-out is a little bit more important. It goes to Pro Football Hall of Famer Kevin Green, who passed away the other day at the age of 58. He's third in all-time sacks, played for multiple teams, including the Panthers and the Bengals. Kevin Green, you will be missed. And excuse me, I don't know if he played for the – I think he – who do you play for? Was it Steelers and then Panthers? Steelers is the one I that's the one I think of him as for obvious reasons. Yeah, that's that's my bad. I, I got a little confused for a moment. I don't know why I said Bengals, but um uh, I was confused. I was like, did he play for the Bengals? <laughs> well, Kevin Green, overall, you will be missed. Uh the print you left on the game of football will be remembered forever. And to his family, we are with you and our prayers and thoughts are headed your direction so thank you very much kevin green for what you did for the game and you are this week's free two dudes shout out and with that is there anything more that we need to say honestly i don't see if there's anything else we could say let's end it on that note out of respect to mr green and ryan thank you for another great episode guys Merry Christmas. It's been a horrible, horrible year for everyone, including Chiefs fans who won the Super Bowl earlier this season. Everyone's had a strugglesome year, but let's all go and enjoy a very good Christmas holiday season. Be safe. Be smart. The two dudes love you. Thank you. Two dudes out.